ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! With Paul Swan. Welcome in. It is the Tuesday, July 23rd edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program this hour. All you have to do is pick up that phone and hit a few numbers into the phone. You can call in and you can join us at 877 877- 420-TALK-877-420-8255. Now, our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. That's right, Miller Lite. Great taste. Has less calories as well. Only 96. That's right. 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up on the program this hour, we're going to, of course, get your phone calls in. Levi Brown's going to join us in a few minutes. We're going to talk to him, the outstanding center from Marshall University, named to the Outland Trophy preseason watch list. So the love is starting to come in. Of course, you love being on these preseason lists. You want to be on the list after the season's over. You want to be on a lot of these short lists, but you're getting some recognition. That's a good sign. You're getting some attention. That's always uh, good for you. We'll see what the expectations are like in his mind. And, of course, we'll talk to him about what it was like last week. Conference USA Media Days. Kind of get his opinion and impressions of everything in the upcoming season. So that's what we've got coming up on the Marshall front. As I mentioned, we'll get your phone calls in as well. And we'll go over everything that's happening today. Uh, I'm going to talk a little Bengals with you for a few anyway before we hit the break. Because the Bengals signing today... Tyler Boyd to a four-year contract extension. That's going to take him all the way through the 2023 season. He had been entering the final season of his rookie deal. He's uh, going to get a lot of money is uh, the initial reports here. But uh, he's a fourth-year player. Originally was a Bengals second-round draft pick out of University of Pittsburgh back in 2016. He has career totals of 152 catches. 1,856 yards and 10 touchdowns. Last season, he did lead the Bengals in both receptions and receiving yards, and he did tie the team in receiving touchdowns, um, seven. That's a pretty good deal. So he came out, and, you know, Zach Taylor's going to try to light the offense up as the new head coach coming in for the Bengals. I think that's a good deal. Take care of your wide receiver. I know there's a lot of debate. What do you take care of position-wise? You take care of your wide receiver, you take care of your running back. I say you can always go get a running back. you got to take care of your wide receivers. You're going to get more value for your wide receivers. So it just reminds me, we're getting closer and closer to the start of the National Football League. And, of course, yeah, I know that means we're getting start time closer and closer as well to college football coming back. But I'm always excited for the start of the National Football League. We'll we'll see how I feel uh, halfway through the season. But... It's always fun to get ready for the first game of the National Football League and the start of the season. And unfortunately, if you are a DirecTV customer, you probably won't be able to catch, depending on uh, if the contract has been signed, if they've gotten themselves uh, to a point, the dispute between the uh, parent company of WOWK. For those of you who uh, follow W-O-W-K-TV on DirecTV or watch DirecTV. And, of course, DirecTV. Right now, that channel not available. That's your local CBS affiliate for a lot of us. 
DirecTV is how we consume television. Uh, I'm not changing providers. I'm not canceling satellites. So uh, it's going to be interesting in the next few weeks um, what that's going to look like when we get to uh, really the point of the calendar where the NFL is starting to take off. Which side really puts pressure on the other to get a deal done? I'm kind of curious uh, what's going to happen there. If not, you know what? I've got the NFL Sunday ticket. I might have to expense that with the company. Or you might be seeing me at Roosters a little bit more. So, hey, you know where to find me. And, of course, you know where to find the Bengals games. Right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we've got, hopefully, a a fun season coming up. It's going to be tough, though. Browns are going to be really good. Expected to be good anyway. You never count out the Steelers. Never overlook the Ravens, Bengals. You got to admit, Bengals are in a tough division no matter the year. Steelers are always going to be good. Ravens are always going to be good. And the Browns are now, possibly, maybe, more than likely, I'll believe it when I see it, going to be good. Watch out. So, it could be an interesting year in the division. You could be 8 and 8, you could be 9 and 7, win the division. Who knows? That's what I like it, though. It's going to be the black and blue division once again. And, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Super Bowl probably isn't going through the AFC North, but I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm, I'm all right with that. I'll, I'll be okay. Get me to the playoffs. That's my first ask. Get me to the playoffs. As a Bengals fan, I want to get to a playoff game. I want to get a playoff win. Get to the second round. Go from there. Just baby step this thing. Let's let's hopefully get this going and maybe uh, making sure you have Tyler Boyd for the next few years on your roster is going to help. Still think the Bengals maybe should have went after a new quarterback, but we'll see. Andy Dalton got a year to prove himself under a, a new system. Maybe they're looking at him like, okay, he's just been mismanaged. We can work this out. We can work with what we've got here with the quarterback. All right, we're going to turn our attention to something a little bit closer to home. We're going to talk a little college football when we continue. Levi Brown's going to join us in the program. We're going to talk about, uh, well, the upcoming season. He was named to the Outland Trophy preseason watch list, so I'm excited to talk to him about that. We'll get his thoughts on Media Day last week, Conference USA, get a chance to uh, really see what uh, the expectations are from the conference, and of course, we'll get his own expectations when we continue with today's edition of The Drive right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Or tune into The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're getting that just closer it feels like it's still far away, but in real reality, it's coming up quicker than you think. Start of college football season, and that means we all get to go watch the Thundering Herd on game days. And one of the guys that we're going to be watching a lot of is Marshall Center Levi Brown, and he's starting to rack up a lot of the preseason love, uh, named to the Remington Trophy list, also now the Outland Trophy preseason watch list, and he joins us now on the program. And it's got to feel good. I know that's not the focus of the season, but you're getting a lot of attention. People have noticed what you've done in the past and are expecting big things out of you. Oh, absolutely. They 
definitely are, and it's honestly a, a great thing to be put on these watch lists and being voted preseason all-conference and whatnot. But um, we're just excited to, as a team, we're excited to grab the next gear and, and look forward to rolling into camp here soon. Do you use that more as, okay, the ex- expectations on me, is it more pressure for you to live up to those expectations, or do you just push those things aside and realize if I do my job, those things will come? Um, it's something that I acknowledge at first. Um, you know, no one can tell you that they've been voted preseason all-conference and not been excited about it. Obviously, it's something that I've worked really hard to do, and I'm excited about that. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that once camp gets started and you put pads on, you kind of forget about that. You know, you forget about the preseason all-conference. You forget about the Outland and, and, and Remington Trophy Awards. You forget about all that, and um, you kind of just turn everything into team success. You know, no one's ever won a Remington Award or been a first-team all-conference player with, you know, a 2-10 and 10 record. You know, that just doesn't happen. So um, team success a lot of times will turn into individual success, and a lot of times, you know, you can't be good without a good team. So we look forward to having a really good team this year, and with a good team, more rewards will come. Pardon the pun, but you are the center of attention when it comes to at least the offensive side of things. And uh, I know a lot was asked of you last week of uh, you in that position, of course, taking care of a, a young quarterback last year. And you know, with camp coming up and everything that's happened uh, between last year and the bowl, uh, you guys aren't so young anymore. Oh, no, not at all. Isaiah grew up an extreme amount in his first year just playing regardless um, – whether it was a, a team we go out and, and won by a good bit or it was a, a knockdown drag-out game like the Western Kentucky game. Uh, Isaiah went through ups and downs last year with you know getting getting hurt for a minute there and not playing a couple games. So he went through a lot of his freshman year, and it helps someone grow up a lot. And um, He's not a very young guy anymore, you know, even though he's only 18, 19 years old, whichever he is, he's – you grow up a lot mentally, you know, in a year like that, and he did a really good job at it. And we're not a very young offensive line anymore. I mean, everyone's capable of playing. We have seven or eight guys that can play with our ones right now. So, um, well, it's not just on me, you know, to protect our quarterback. It's on the other four guys also. But we've got more than five that can play with the ones, and we feel really confident rolling into this camp with a, a pretty veteran O-line. Last week when you were at Media Day, uh, you know, listening to you, you, know, you really pointed out that uh, it's a situation where you trust each other. Isaiah is going to put you in positions where you know, you're set to succeed, and you're going to see things at times that maybe he doesn't, and you guys really don't have any ego out there. You're actually grateful for each other, making sure you're both doing better. Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. Uh, playing center, you know, a lot of times I can I can see a lot of stuff. Like I'm not in a stereotypical three-point stance, you know, just staring into a, a three technique or something like that. So I can see when a, a safety moves over and I can see some blitzes coming certain ways. But even playing center, you know, I can't look out and see a corner that's pressed and doing something where he might look like he's going to rush. So Isaiah can see that and he can see things I can't see. And there are things that I see that he doesn't see first time or something like that. So we kind of just have like a, a checks and balance kind of system. Like I check him, he checks me, and we trust each other. So 
he knows if I see something and I say it, you know, that he's going to agree with me no matter what he thinks it might be. And it's the same. Like, if he's very confident in what he's saying, then I'll turn around and say, all right, you're right, let's go. And, you know, that's something that you look forward to a lot when you're developing a sitter-quarterback relationship is that trust. And Isaiah and I hit that off well during last year, and we look forward to building on that. But that's definitely a foundation of a center-quarterback relationship is, is trust. Marshall Center Levi Brown joining us on the program today. We find out he's on the Outland Trophy preseason watch list, and I'm sure more awards and more honors will come his way, uh, not only this preseason, but uh, during the regular season. Get a chance last week. You were uh, one of Marshall's representatives when it came to uh, the Marshall, uh, well, at least the uh, Conference USA kickoff uh, for the media and just the league in general. How was that experience, um, you now being one of the uh, player faces of Marshall? I mean, right there for everyone to see. Um, I mean, it was awesome. As soon as you come in as a freshman, it's your first days of camp or whatnot, and you see that two seniors are missing, and you, know, you find out why. You find out what media day is. You find out that like the representatives, arguably the, the leader of offense and leader of defense the majority of the time, are the ones who go. And to finally be in that in that spot for it to be me was an honor, first of all, to just, you know, be able to go on the trip. Um, getting there was, you know, a whole different thing. Like once we finally arrived and, and were settled down in Dallas, just meeting, you know, everyone else's leaders of the team. Like Mason Fine and I for North Texas just sat down and were just conversing for 30, 45 minutes at every function we went to just because, He's a quarterback and I'm a center. You know, we were just picking each other's brains and finding stuff out about each other real quick. So just building relationships with people from other schools was a, a really, really cool thing for me to finally experience. Also, you get to go to an NFL facility. And uh, as uh, almost um, everyone has dreams of when you play football, maybe one day play on an NFL field or be in the NFL. Uh, how special was that just to see? I mean, even though it's not – the actual stadium in which the Cowboys play, I mean, it's pretty close. It's their practice facility, and that had to be pretty special. Oh, the the tours they gave us of the practice facility were, were top-notch. I mean, we had a, a tour guide that was – he was ridiculously funny. I mean, he just made a joke out of everything, and he knew, he knew everything about the Dallas Cowboys practice facility. I mean, we were walking up and down stairs, and he would say – there's 37 stairs on this flight. So, I mean, he knew everything about the facility that there was to know. And just to be able to tour something of that high of caliber was just – it kind of it kind of wakes you up because, you know, this is the next step. It kind of put me – it could put me back five years and was like I'm in high school, you know, going on a college recruiting tour and someone's showing me the ins and outs of this place. But, you know, that's the next step. Everyone at this point wants to go to the, the National Football League and you start to see the facilities of a, a place like that. And it kind of just puts everything into perspective and lets you know, like, th- this is the next thing for you. And it was really cool just to see the ins and outs of the Cowboys practice facility. Marshall Center Levi Brown joining us on the program. Season starts in a few weeks, so camp will be getting underway soon. And uh, I'm sure at that point, that's when um, Coach is going to be the happiest. Uh, did he have any fun when he was in Texas? Uh, you know, I know with uh, everyone pointing uh, at Marshall as the team to beat in the East Division, I'm sure he loves that pressure, but at the same time, did he have any fun? <laughs> you know, uh, Doc Holliday is not the kind of – he's not the loudest guy in the room. He's not – 
whenever we're in that situation, you know, when we're in a team meeting, he'll be the loudest guy in the room in a heartbeat, you know. But in that situation, you know, where he's around other coaches, he's a he's a very normal person, and people don't get to see that side of him, which I was glad I got to. You know, you get to see him kind of relax a little bit. Him and Rick Stockstill just hit it off, and they were inseparable, just two guys that are, you know, fun to be around. And being in that situation with them where it's more, more laid back, you know, we're not necessarily stressing over – camp every over every detail of the season and whatnot just like I said being around those guys in a kind of laid-back environment wherever you know they could make small talk and tell me stories of you know their coaching deals and whatnot I won't I don't know if he had too much fun I mean there were times where he was flustered but um, just seeing him more relaxed it kind of makes you realize he's a person you know people put pressure on head coaches for everything whether or not it's something that they can control but there's always that pressure on a head coach and seeing him relax in a setting like that was, it was something that was really cool for me. Yeah. It's got to be tough because uh, this is what's expected. You know, the fan base uh, here in Marshall and Huntington and in the tri-state area, anyone who follows Marshall, they expect you to be named the preseason team to beat in the East division and go for the championship every year. I mean, this is something that you know, it's very difficult to do, but that's expected. And um, to get to that point now, uh, this is what the fans want. They they expect this, and so I'm sure for you, for Coach, uh, there are times where it's a lot of pressure, but that's just the expectation now here at Marshall. That's the culture. Yeah, no, you're right about that. We definitely have a winning culture, and the thing about a winning culture comes with winning expectations, you know. Um, no one really ever expected us to go 3-9 and nine that year. You know, I think we were picked to win the East, I think, that year. I'm not certain on that, but I think we've been picked to win it twice since I've I've been here, and, you know, we haven't done it yet. And that's the pressure that comes with it. Like, we're always expected to have a really good season, always expected to do this and that. But there is pressure that comes with that. But at the same time, you know, the the team's 105, 110 players, and we've got 10 coaches. But, you know, no one else can pressure us. We're all all we have, and we're all we are. So outside fan pressure and pressure with the media and pressure with supposed to be winning the East and – doing this, that, and the other, it is pressure because, I mean, everyone expects that of you. But at the same time, you know, we're not letting anyone down. We're playing for the 110 people we have in the locker room and playing for 10, 11 co- 10 coaches we have. And, you know, it, we're playing for us first before we try and, and play for other people that are outside of the building. Levi Brown joining us, Marshall Center, named to the Outland Trophy preseason watch list today. So congratulations to you on that. So what did you learn when you were at Media Day uh, as far as, you know, what's your early impressions of the rest of the league? Uh, I know this league sometimes takes a hit. It maybe doesn't have the best uh, perception as far as uh, what people think of it when it compares to the other leagues uh, across the country, especially in the so-called group of five. But, you know, what are your impressions? It's it's really not a straight shot to the East Division or the West Division championship for Marshall or North Texas. Oh, not at all. It's nowhere near a straight shot. Um, in my years of playing here, something I've come to realize is Conference USA is one of the most competitive conferences in college football. You know, SEC has a favorite and they run the table. Like I mean, that's just what they are. Like Power Five conferences and other grade of five conferences, like once they kind of have that favorite in the East or West, it, most of the time it happens. Conference USA is a whole different thing. Every year it seems like there are four teams on each side that are 
on the brink of winning a conference championship or at least winning the East or the West. And it seems like every year there's one or two teams that loses a game they shouldn't or wins a game they weren't supposed to. So um, preseason selections mean a lot. Obviously, everyone wants to be selected to win the East, selected to win the West. But when it comes to Conference USA, you have no clue who's going to win the conference until that time of December rolls around when people are playing conference championship games. So um, I would say it's one of the most competitive conferences. Everyone is confident in themselves in this conference, and that's something that makes for great competition. Levi Brown's our guest, Marshall Center, named today to the Outland Trophy preseason watch list. Of course, also Conference USA selection, also on the Remington Trophy list. And upcoming schedule, it's uh, going to be here sooner than later. Uh, we'll be watching Virginia Military Institute come in sooner than we think. And then before you know it, we'll be watching you take on FIU, a lot of people are circling that game as uh, what's going to decide the East. Um, I think the schedule makers got it right the way the schedule is. Um, I won't say you know that that game is going to determine who wins the East because you never know what's going to happen. You know, it doesn't. Hopefully, we don't have to come down to a Week Twelve nail biter. You know, hopefully we run the table and we're eleven and zero at that point. But um, who knows? You know, they could be also. I think it was. I think we ended their season last year. They were supposed to win the East if they beat us, and we ended up beating them at the end of the year. So um, it could, it very well has the potential to make for a a win or go home situation for the East, the conference championship. But we're not going to look that far ahead to week 12 of the season and, and try and plan for that game being the biggest of the year because, you know, we're haven't even rolled into camp yet. We haven't put on helmets yet. We're, we've got to crawl before we can walk, and we've got to walk before we can run. So once we figure it out and get to that point in time, we'll see if it's a Week 12 deciding factor or not. But I look forward to it. I hope it is. I hope it comes down to it, and it's us against them to see who wins the East. But right now we've got bigger things to focus on than, than Week 12. See, I, I have a better job than you right now. you got to get ready for the camp. you got to get ready for VMI. I can look ahead. I, I can look forward. You don't have that luxury. So, uh, yeah, you, you have to pay attention to right, what's in front of you. I can scroll down the schedule all day and speculate. Uh, and, and Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've de- oh, come on. We're in the media. We have it easy. You know that. We show up once a week uh, over uh, during interviews, sit down, ask you some questions, and you know, you still got to go uh, watch film, some more camp, workout, everything. We come back here and, and write a story or or play some audio on the air. Yeah, you get you got the harder job. You know it. <laughs> it's a it's a tale. It's a different tale of two different stories. You know, you guys work your way and we work our way and give you something to write about. That's what it is. You know, everyone's got their their niche, and it just happens to be mine snapping a ball and yours is doing this. You know. So it's something that we've all picked. It's something that we've all ended up at this point in our life between different small little choices we've made. And while mine might be a little harder right now, yours may be harder later on in life. Okay, fair. I'll take that. Levi Brown, <laughs> our guest, Marshall Center, um, going to be uh, hopefully named to a whole bunch of other lists. And uh, I know all of that stuff's fun for you, but uh, really when it gets right down to it, all you want to do is uh, go out there, play football, and uh win football games, and these things will come later. Congratulations, though. Uh, these are some big honors coming your way, and I hope uh, hope more things come your way soon. I really appreciate it. Levi Brown, our guest, Marshall Center. And of course, 
starting to get some attention nationally, getting named to the Outland Trophy preseason watch list is a big deal. Also, the Remington Trophy as well. I mean, folks, let's be honest. Uh, you just don't throw a dartboard uh, dart on a dartboard and, and hope you hit someone's name, and that's who's going to make the list. Uh, you really uh, you got to earn your way on these lists, and he definitely has earned his way. We're going to take our next break. Come back. We'll get your phone calls in. You can join us, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can find me online using Twitter at Paul Swan. Also, if you miss any part of today's program, you can go back and catch it. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast for today's edition of The Drive, which is heard every day right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can join the program this hour by using our phone lines. That's right, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite, whole true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. You know, talking with Levi Browns a few minutes ago, we're that much closer. It really is uh, is starting to hit. The camp's going to be uh, right around the corner. And we're going to be right into football season. It's here. I know a lot of you are uh, every day creating um, memes on, online to count down how many days. Uh, I'm sure the uh, Thundering Herd uh, social media teams creating their own graphics, tweeting out, posting. They're on Instagram now, too. Everything. Yeah, we're, we're almost there. It's, it's almost time for some football. Thank goodness. Because I was a little disappointed. I thought I'd at least have a few days to, to milk the basketball tournament with the West Virginia Wildcats and John Elmore and Ryan Taylor and those guys. Uh, that's not going to be – well, it's not going to be the gift that keeps on giving for me. I, I was hoping they wouldn't win a few games. Now, Best Virginia, the other in-state entry in the basketball tournament, uh, that team looks loaded. Jared West's dad's coaching – so I gotta I gotta pull for those guys a little bit because Jared West's dad's coaching. I like Jared, so I'm not gonna pull against his dad. Yeah, I can't root against the kid's dad. No, I, I like that guy too much. So really, here in the next few weeks, uh, camps are gonna be open up. We're gonna have a lot more to get into, and of course, camps are a big deal. I for one am not a big goer of camp. I would not go as a fan to hang out at camp. Not really. I've been to NFL camps. I've been to a few. And, and they're neat the first couple of times you go, yeah, it's interesting, it's cool. But really, I like maybe looking at that thing once a week. Okay, hey, who's doing well? You know, okay, who's performing well? That's good. Uh, any injuries? No, things like that. But I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to say it's not a thing. I just, it's a sign football's back. So I guess that's where the excitement is. It's like, hey, we're, we're actually watching practice. That's, that means camp. That means we're getting closer to football. We're going to be back at it soon. We're going to have our team back on the, uh, on the on the field. We're all set. We're ready to go. Yeah, I completely get it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm not going to lie. Years past, maybe, okay, yeah, just yeah, I'll go. I'll go cover. You know, see what's going on. You know, practice. I'll go cover that a little bit uh, when I can get away from here and get my schedule freed up for that. But hey, you got a lot to look forward to. I mean, uh, I think 
The offensive line is going to be a lot better for the Thundering Herd. I think you're going to have a more experienced quarterback back there. Uh, you got a heck of a guy at center at Levi Brown. I mean, let's let's be upfront and honest. That guy is uh, going to be an anchor for that offensive line. He's going to be one of those big dogs up front that's going to make things happen. So you got to be excited for what the offensive line looks like. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see how many more watch lists come out with a few Thundering Herd players. Not that that really matters, but uh, it's a good sign. It's a good sign because you, you look at the, the conference teams and you look where Marshall's projected. Okay, Marshall's projected to win the East Division. And they got a few teams on the, uh, on the conference preseason teams. They got a few guys, a few players. But you would think, okay, this is the number one pick in the East Division. Yeah, maybe you have a few more guys over there. Um, I mean, what's that say, though? It, it says maybe that people think as a team this is a, this is a, a good team that can win and they don't necessarily have the individuals on the team that are standouts to be first team or all-conference picks. And I didn't want to get into it with Levi, but I'm sure guys use that as motivation. Maybe not this team. Maybe they just they don't care. They take it in stride, and they realize, okay, we don't care if we've got five or 15 Guys that are making all-conference selections across the board, we don't care. We're going to go out there and win football games. Maybe that's that's the thing you can take away from this. But still, pretty cool. We've got a situation where uh, Remington Trophy, now Outland Trophy preseason watch list for, for Levi. And i tell you what, that means somebody's paying attention. You say what you will about the exposure Marshall football gets – uh, that means somebody is paying attention, and if you go out there and win, uh, you get to stay on the list a little longer. That's the secret. You win some games, you have some good performances, you get to stay on the list a little bit longer. And if you have a good – and I'll tell you right now, you have a good game against Boise State, people are going to see that. It's going to be on ESPN too. People are going to see that. And then eventually when people get to see your games again – on October 18th against Florida Atlantic. It's a Friday game, so I'm sure somebody who likes college football is going to be keeping an eye on that a little bit more. And then when you get back on national TV with uh, La Tech, CBS Sports Network, and then again on November 30th against FIU, and if Marshall's schedule plays out the way they want and they're either the East Division front runner or they're playing to get into the East Division championship yeah, picture and FIU's the game they got to win to win that division and get to the championship game. I mean, people will be watching, I think, at least uh, college football fans. I mean, that game will have some interest. I don't think it's going to be the most watched game of the day, but that'll have some interest, especially at noon. FIU, that'll be a good early game for a lot of people if it has some meaning. You're flipping the dial, but yeah, Marshall's got uh, four major opportunities to impress on everybody can get it national TV and, and then you're looking at stadium and CBS Sports Facebook and hopefully Thundering Herd will be able to draw some folks in that'll actually go to the social media networks and pull those games up outside of your typical viewing habits of people who just show up and Turn on TV and let's go see what's college football all about on a Saturday. All right, we're going to take our next break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap this one up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can always catch the show on the podcast by following us on Apple Podcasts. Just search The Drive with Paul Swan or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to today's edition of The Drive. So with the NFL season fast upon us, the college football season fast upon us, we say goodbye and hello to quarterback Mark Sanchez. He is retiring 10 years in the NFL, and he is now going to join ESPN as a college football analyst. So if you are sad to see him go, he's going to be right back on your TV screens. He's going to be part of the studio broadcast on Saturday. He's also going to be uh, making some appearances on certain ESPN programs like Get Up, College Football Live, and he is uh, joining the, the crew at ESPN. I mean... You can't question his football IQ. You can't question his football ability. Sure, he's um, he's got a couple of things that uh, you look and go, man, I hate that that happened for him. You go from the Rose Bowl MVP, and you go from being one of the top college quarterbacks. You get in the NFL. You're, you're fifth overall. You're drafted fifth. Life is good. And you're playing in New York, and you've got a lot of things going for you. You're in a couple of AFC championship games. Things are okay. Things are not happening the way you want to, but they're looking good right then. And then, yeah, things just start tumbling for you. And you're kind of a journeyman. You're you're spending time with Philadelphia, Denver, Dallas, Chicago, Washington. Uh, You start one game for the Redskins, and that was because of injuries. And... None of that matters. So, you're in uh, you're in the NFL ten years. You complete one thousand three hundred and fourteen of your two thousand three hundred and twenty pass attempts. You have a completion rate of fifty six point six percent, fifteen thousand three hundred and fifty seven yards. It's not shabby by any stretch of the imagination. Eighty six touchdowns, um, eighty nine interceptions, but it happens. And you um, you also will be known forevermore as um, the guy who caused the butt fumble. After you run into the back of a Jets teammate, you cause him to lose the ball. And, um, you know, I mean, you run into the teammate, you lose the ball. More specifically, you lose the ball. And there you go. You're on TV, though. You're back. You're going to be um, going to be on ESPN College Football probably a good place for him because again I mean you're a quarterback at USC and you're an MVP at the Rose Bowl I mean let's be honest not everybody who has success in college can translate that to the NFL not everybody who uh, has success in the NFL was necessarily tearing it up on the college landscape as well so this makes pretty good sense for him that's a good job for him though I mean honestly uh, I'd be interested to see what he brings to um ESPN's college football coverage as uh, he's going to be on some of their uh, studio shows and uh, their broadcast and hey more college football on Saturday on ESPN it's all right by me and of course um, if you want to get into broadcasting uh, all you have to do is play um, play in the Rose Bowl or you can play 
in a Super Bowl or you can play in the playoffs. You can be an NFL quarterback or just be an NFL quarterback. Be a, a major college quarterback or a major uh, deal in the NFL and you get a job. That's the new path right now. Phone lines, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of the program today. Uh, it's uh, really uh, a quiet day in, uh, in sports baseball action coming up tonight. Uh, we'll see if the Pirates can rebound. Uh, I don't know if you stuck around for that one last night if you were listening in. The Pirates made it interesting yesterday. They're playing the Cardinals, and the game goes to extra innings, and then the Cardinals just uh, take care of business, and you think, okay, uh, this one's over. And then Pittsburgh makes a furious comeback, and they fall short, and they fall in extra innings 6-5, to five, where it was 6-2 to two at one point. And I was thinking, going, man, Pittsburgh's going to come back and win this thing last night. Uh, and we've got that game for you coming up tonight. 7-5 will be first pitch. St. Louis at Pittsburgh, Dakota Hudson taking on Chris Archer in that matchup. And we'll have Pittsburgh Pirates baseball all season long for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Pirates need a win. Desperately need a win. Right now, they're seven and a half back. They are right there at the bottom they're in Cincinnati Red. They're in Red's country right now, near the bottom. That's where they're at. They're in Red's country. And they have lost two. Two of their last eight have been wins. So their last ten, last ten, two and eight. That's their record. That's the worst in the Central at the moment. Two and eight in their last ten. And they're 46 and 53 right now, seven and a half back. The Cubs are right now on a two game losing streak, and they've got a game and a half lead over the Cardinals, who have won their last two and have went eight and two in their last 10. The Brewers are hanging around as well. They're uh, two back. Uh, They're six and four in their last 10. So, really, in the central right now, it's Chicago, St. Louis, and Milwaukee. And then Pittsburgh's got to figure out if they can get over this losing slump. If they can make a run. I mean, they're only seven and a half back. They're seven and a half back, and it could have been a little closer if they wouldn't have started on this terrible downswing. The Reds are a little bit better in the last 10. The Reds are four and six. They have clawed up a little bit. They are only eight games back now. Seven and a half for Pittsburgh, as we just mentioned. And so it's not looking good as far as um, the Pirates are concerned, because where does that put them in the wild card? Well, it doesn't put them anywhere near the wild card. The Nationals uh, are sitting pretty in the wild card, and the Cardinals are sitting pretty in the wild card right now. The Brewers, the Phillies are half a game back, and you've got several teams ahead of the Pirates and the Reds. The Reds and the Pirates are uh, not the bottom of this, this wild card, mind you. Pirates are six back of the wild card. Reds are six and a half back of the wild card. Uh, Poor, poor Miami Marlins, 15 and a half back in the wild card standings. But uh, really, it comes down to you got to win some games. And the Cardinals have won games. The Pirates have not. And I thought that they were going to break through. They needed that last night. 
they they seriously needed that one last night, to be honest with you. The Pirates have just gotten, to be honest with you, uh, a win here and there. They beat the Cardinals uh, a few days ago. They beat the Phillies once in that set. Uh, the Cubs just went through them. The Brewers, um, they had a little bit more success against the Brewers, um, but still, got to start winning some games now. Or yeah, we're, we're at that point where we're in the middle of baseball. We're a little bit past the middle maybe, and we're at that point now where unless your team is in it, are you switching over to football? College football fans, of course, probably don't care anything about this, but if you were at this point now, you're switching over to football probably. You're, you're keeping an eye on, on your team. But at the end of the day, right now, you're seven and a half back, you're eight and back, you're a few games back. I mean, if you're a Yankees fan right now, you're loving life. If you're a Twins fan, you're probably loving life. If you're a Cleveland fan, you're loving life. If you're an Astros fan, you're loving life right now. And the National League, if you're a Cubs fan, Cardinals fan, Braves fan, Dodgers fan, you're loving life. I mean, look at the West. The Dodgers are 15 and a half up on Arizona. I mean, if you're a Padres fan, you're 47 and 52, you're 18 and a half back. If you're a Pirates fan, you're seven and a half back. That's doable. You gotta start doing it soon, but that's doable. I mean, at least you're not a Marlins fan, 22 and a half back. But if you're if you're not a fan of those top teams right now, are you saying goodbye to baseball or are you, um, you playing the string out? That's going to do it for this edition of the show here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Back in studio behind the glass, we thank Gabriel Sellers. We'll be here with you tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. Until then, have a great night, everyone. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.